0: Welcome back to Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. I'm Eleni. I'm Jeffrey. And today we are discussing episode five twenty one. Title.
1: Blame booze and Melville.
0: You wrote it down. He looked
1: down. <laughs>
0: uh, I guess booze is uh, referring to Lorelai and Luke.
1: Yeah, and Melville
0: is Moby Dick.
1: Is the yacht being stolen? I don't know. I
0: guess because they're out to sea. Yeah i guess
1: but like blame booze and melville okay blame booze on the pregnancy scare
0: which we're going to talk yeah. about because that
1: was ridiculous but you can't blame melville on rory making a stupid ass decision
0: no but i feel like she was she was using melville's logic of wanting to be out there
1: okay oh okay. and i'm like
0: bitch why couldn't you be out there but inland <laughs> <sighs> yeah we're going to talk about it.
1: Yeah, Rory needs therapy. So does Laura. They
0: all need therapy, goddammit. <laughs> they all need therapy. Um, so, opening scene. Mm-hmm. Lorelai and Emily are in good terms again? Apparently. Since last episode?
1: Yeah, I it's guess. just like,
0: we're going to Friday night dinner now, fuck it.
1: Well, because I think Emily made clear, like, if you... You don't get to pick and choose which dinners you come to. You come to one dinner. You come to them all.
0: Yeah, but remember, last week didn't end on a good note, right? No. They're like you've had one too many sidecars, and they left her in the dining room. Yeah,
1: but I think because of that, like I said, the you know Emily's rule, and also Lorelai is now more insecure than ever that she's losing Rory to her parents' world. So I'm That's sure she, she doesn't want to risk sending her to Friday dinner alone anymore and have her you know
0: yeah it's almost like she's there to chaperone yeah exactly kind of. be like no funny business Emily and Richard anyways um they're picking ballerinas for Emily to buy
1: <laughs> yeah I have a note saying <laughs> they're
0: calling them sponsorships but let's be honest like I returned her <laughs>
1: yeah Emily's buying humans and Lorelai is offending Russians but we'll get to that um, yeah later
0: so apparently this guy named Gregorio is super well-endowed. <laughs> um, so I remember when I was, I think, in fifth grade, mm-hmm. we went to go see the Nutcracker. Okay. And, uh, like, the class. And we were the front row. Okay. And you know how immature fifth graders are, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting with my friends, um, and because we were front row we got a very good look
1: <laughs>
0: at the male dancers' package. Okay. And I could not stop giggling. And the teacher was sitting next to me also.
1: Of course. Of course
0: and, I was, and so, you know, like, I'm sure if the teacher wasn't sitting next to me, it would have been a giggle and I would have moved on. Yeah. But you know, like, when you can't stop yourself? Yes. Because you're like, I should not be laughing. But then it makes me laugh even more. Yeah. So he, like, did a pirouette and, like, landed right in front of us. And you're kind of, like, looking up (laughs) at a penis. Well, a closed penis, obviously. But, like, I could not stop laughing. Why do they make the clothes so tight?
1: I don't know. But it's a good question. Like, especially for men, that's the problem.
0: That's the thing. Like, (laughs) why are his pants so
1: tight? I mean, let's not complain at this point. But, you know.
0: (laughs) I mean, I guess. But, ugh, anyways, whatever. So, um... She picks a ballerina, doesn't like that ballerina, sends her back, gets a refund. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Do you think there is different prices for different ballerinas?
1: Um, I don't know, but that's definitely crossing the creepy line. of Yeah, like um, bigger dick, bigger prices. <laughs> of like human trafficking?
0: Yeah, it was very weird. Even the way she was speaking about them, she's like, she wasn't what I paid for. Bitch, you paid for human. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> the whole thing felt very creepy to me.
1: Well, because there's the one scene... Where Emily's on the phone with Lorelai saying like, oh, she wants to know if she can play with their magic eight ball. She loves it. And then the next scene is, she was an idiot. Yeah. I wanted a refund. She kept asking yeah. that eight ball the same question.
0: Yeah, and you're just like, would it's a person.
1: And I think given the choice, if Emily had paid for Lorelai, she would have returned her. Oh,
0: 100%. <laughs> also, we learned a lot of things about Emily in this episode. How she got into a fight with Jimmy Carter. Yes. Um, doesn't like Rosalyn. No. Um, does it surprise you that Emily Gilmore fought with a sitting president?
1: No. No. Just the same way that it wouldn't surprise me if Paris Geller fought with a sitting well, president. Well,
0: we've seen her go toe-to-toe with, like, senators. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this is one more step up to the presidency. Like, fuck it. But I just, to me, it was an episode where, like, her privilege and her what's the word just like her entitlement was on full display you know like presumably laura i was talking about the time like from everything we know about the interview that she did with the the magazine it was because jimmy carter got a better room than her right it's like so like the entitlement like to feel entitled to a better room than a president and like to feel entitled to a certain human being that you paid for it's just yeah wasn't a great episode for the rich let's be honest it was
1: you are looking for elitism yeah <laughs> probably
0: i'm i am mean, can not think today it took us 80 minutes to get the microphone story i don't think it was 80 minutes no but it took a very very long time but anyways. yeah
1: and i wanted to film a behind the scenes video of her arguing with the youtube video that she was uh, watching
0: you can't <laughs> see me but like i'm shaking my fist yeah <laughs> like
1: a, a true greek slash italian would no,
0: <laughs> but yeah anyways we got it working that's the thing that matters Um, Okay, then Lorelai is helping Rory transfer her stuff because presumably it's almost the end of the semester. And can I just tell you this is the height of 2000s fashion? Yes. She's wearing a giraffe print wrap dress (laughs) on top of a wide leg trouser. Yeah. And a pointy toe shoe.
1: Nothing fits. No, it makes sense though.
0: I know, it makes sense for 2005. And, And you know what? I don't know what I thought when I saw that the first time I watched it, but I was probably like, oh, she's so chic.
1: And I just have to say, if there's any baby Gen Z's who are listening to this podcast, please don't bring this back.
0: Seriously. No. The dress on top of the shirt. No. (laughs) The dress, the number of times that I've seen like throwback pictures where celebrities are wearing what's clearly a dress on top of jeans. Yeah. And you're like,
1: considering there are enough Instagram accounts, um, clearly run by 15-16 year olds that glamorized the years 2005-2006. Yeah. No, thank no. you.
0: <laughs> like, stop bringing back lowerized jeans. The, the higher the
1: jean, the better. And the thing is, I, fi- I find a lot of times, like, you know how You know, we grew up in the 2000s, so we remember how bad the fashion was and we didn't want to repeat it. But I remember, like, my mom at the time in the 80s thinking, like, oh, 80s fashion was so bad, don't bring it back. But then when it came back, she was like, oh. And I felt like the same thing happened with the 90s. Like, in the 2010s, when the 90s nostalgia was at at its peak, I found Mm -hmm. people, like... Like, oh, we can make this chic again. There's no way we're we're making the 2000s chic again.
0: So the thing is, I think in 80s and 90s fashion and even 70s fashion, there are elements of it that were really nice. Mm -hmm. And those came back. Yeah. Whereas I feel like now they're picking the ugliest things to come back. Yeah. But maybe because there was no good parts.
1: Yeah. You remember that reel that you, you shared once a long time ago, I think it was, where it's like a teenager discovering... Door, like jean shorts i think or something for the oh, first a time skort. a score a score yes. yeah and you're like so she
0: like went thrifting <laughs> and she's like i got shorts but it's a skirt and the guy was like oh my god i'm so old are you discovering skorts <laughs> i used to rock those things i'm sure you did i love them because as a girl it gave you the freedom to like run around on the playground without being like denure and accidentally flashing someone yeah you know? Um, but still being a little feminine. Exactly. (laughs) No, I love those things. But yeah, I think, um, I wouldn't mind if they brought squirts back.
1: I mean, did they,
0: did they leave? I think so. Okay. I think they left. I wouldn't mind because I don't want my thighs to chafe when I rub them together. That's a whole different body issue. You also,
1: you also don't like shorts in general. I hate shorts. I don't wear shorts. Yeah. So
0: the last time I wore shorts was 2017. Wow. And that was because I was forced to by the Italian climate. Okay. <laughs> and even then, it was like one year well, that I that's had. That's
1: impressive, given the climate crisis. <laughs> I know
0: the era of global boiling. Moving on, so Lorelai gets an advanced copy of the magazine.
1: Yes. Uh, before we move on, I have to ask. Oh,
0: so sorry, sir.
1: When was the cover story of this magazine given the go-ahead again? Because wasn't the last we heard that she called and said she wanted to call it all off? Yeah. So when did when did it become a thing again?
0: I don't think we saw that on camera.
1: No, so all of a sudden it was just happening again. Yeah. Okay, I call bad writing again.
0: <laughs> probably, they just forgot, I think. <laughs> my guess is, if I had to guess when it happened off camera, it was probably when she started getting attention from Br- Richard's business guy. Yeah. She was probably thinking, like, Oh hey, I'm I'm doing something. Like, I'm going somewhere. This might be really good for my career.
1: But you and I both know having, you know dabbled in internet journalism so to speak well (laughs) you being my number one supporter and and me dabbling in online journalism the only
0: the only um, online journalism (laughs) i use that term loosely i do is the newsletter
1: okay so you know i'm fan fiction writing days (laughs) (laughs) you know having been been my number one supporter through my freelance writing career thus far that um it doesn't work like that in terms of you tell someone it's off. Like if you tell an editor, it's off. It's off. Like there's yeah. no, there's no resurrecting that again. So yeah.
0: maybe they were really um, desperate for content.
1: Maybe. But well, the editor really loved it, right? So that maybe she jumped at the chance to.
0: I think that 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 would be my guess. I think they were like, this is something. So I'm thinking for like a travel magazine. Mm-hmm. It was probably really outside of the box. Like here's this woman. Making Paul Pot and like Mussolini.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like jokes and talking about a former president and like her, mo- like it was probably super colorful in a way that a travel magazine never was before. Exactly. So they're like, oh, she wants to run it again? Do it, do it, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: But also, I feel like if you, like, if you film, I'm mean, gonna say film, <laughs> if you, like, plan a cover story. And do the photo shoot and send out an interviewer and like plan your layout around that. Mm -hmm. And then they pull it. I feel like as a magazine or a newspaper or whatever, as a publication, you would be scrambling too. True. To find something else. Yeah. So maybe she pulled it and then they started scrambling because they had already planned it. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, no, don't pull it. And they're like, phew, thank God, (laughs) because we didn't have anything else, you know? Yeah, you're probably I'd like to think they were more organized than that, but you never know.
1: I mean, in the world of Amateur and Paladino, you know, anything Exactly. Anything like, goes. We've
0: been forced to accept looser claw lines. Yeah, true. Like a hockey arena in Star's Hollow? Absolutely <laughs> not.
1: <laughs> the lake and the lake.
0: The lake, that's <laughs> somehow behind the school. <laughs> but anyways. Um, okay, let's talk about Lorelai's story this episode. Okay. So she gets an advanced copy. hmm Um, they get invited to a like launch party, I guess is the which way to was say also
1: it. kind of just implied. Like all of a sudden, Luke and Lorelai are, are in a limo. Well, no, we no ha- they
0: kind of said it in the beginning of the episode where he's like, "I have to get new pants." Oh yeah, yeah, for the party they're But still, on. like at
1: this point, this is this is what I mean when I say like at this point in the show, um, in my opinion, it starts to die creatively because. Like Luke and Lorelai feel like a B plot at this point. And then all of a sudden we know we know how the season ends, and then we know what happens throughout season six. So it doesn't stay a B plot for long. Yeah. But I find that like at this point they have a really hard time distinguishing Rory and Lorelai as separate stories.
0: Could be, yeah.
1: And as you and as you said, um in one of our last episodes, season six is very internal and very um, you know, what's the word i'm like you know very it's
0: not action-packed shall yeah we say. it's very it's not very plot driven no it's
1: very character it's, it's more it's, it's very internal dialogue character driven monologue t- that <laughs> type of, yeah German that type of thing yeah. so for i just find that like they don't have a lot of distinct like they're they're not able to just to distinguish
0: yeah i think another problem with this episode and to some extent, like the last four episodes of the season mm-hmm. is they've tried to pack too much into too little time. Yes.
1: Exactly. So even
0: this episode, we said it last episode, but even this episode felt jam packed. Like it was scene after scene after scene after scene where something's happening, mm-hmm. different setting, different stars hollow, back to Yale, uh, limo, Luke's apartment, hospital, Suki's cells. You're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know how much time is passing between all these things yeah. either, which sometimes um, happens in the Gilmore Girls world where you're like mm-hmm. they were just at Friday night dinner why are they at Friday mm-hmm. like you don't have to think about it too hard but it's one of those things where it was just like go 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 yeah and there was a lot going on in this episode so Lorelai's party and scare uh, Rory's feedback at the newspaper and her and Logan Suki giving birth um, Luke's own storyline with the house Kirk somehow being <laughs> super rich <laughs> like it was a lot of shit Yeah. you know and I would have rather seen more of Lane than Suki.
1: <laughs> right? Where's Lane?
0: I know. We have like eight episodes where there's no Lane. But anyways, um, going back to the limo. So they're in New York Yeah. for the, apparently this launch party. They're both drunk. Luke's ranting about New York. He hates New York.
1: Yeah.
0: Fucking hates it. Um, and then we're made to believe. They wake up in a, a state of undress. <laughs> And Lorelai's like, oh shit, and her clothes are everywhere. So we're kind of made to believe that they had like wild, primordial, unprotected sex. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, there was no time for protection. Protection
0: kind of thing. And so, right away, like she's walking through the apartment. They didn't even have time to close the door.
1: Yeah.
0: That's how good the sex was, apparently. (laughs) Um, And Lorelai is panicking. Because presumably they didn't. Use protection. Yeah. My thing is, as a woman in your late 30s, would
1: you not be on the pill?
0: Or or just be more responsible in general?
1: Don't slut shame. I'm not su- I'm no, 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 no. I'm, no. I'm not shaming.
0: No, I know because it maybe sounds like that. My thing is, like, you already had one, mm. for lack of a better term, unwanted pregnancy. Oops. Yeah. One oopsie baby. <laughs> my mom refers to herself as an oopsie baby and it makes my heart hurt. Okay. Well, she was born 11 months after her her sister. Okay, Like, you yeah. were 100% a surprise. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, Mary. <laughs> but anyways, um, but yeah, so like, wouldn't you want to be more prepared? Especially if, you know, when she's talking to Rory, she's not exactly sure how Luke would have reacted and she's panicking, like... Especially if you don't know how you feel about having another kid, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to be overly prepared? And I understand things happen. That's why I'm glad we live in the day and age of Plan B. If
1: it's if it's legal in your area.
0: Yes, well, it's available over the counter. Okay. Um, but it took a very long time for it to be available over the counter, by the yeah. way. Yeah, no, I think. Um, it's should... like late 2015. And I think she should definitely. Also, sorry, yeah. sorry, just because so shitty. It doesn't work if you're over a certain weight.
1: Really? Did you know that? I didn't.
0: So if you're over...
1: Actually, I did know that. Because you watched Shrill. Yes. Yes.
0: So if you're over, I think the weight limits, which is ridiculous to me that there would be a weight limit, but the weight limit is I think 100 and no, 185 pounds or 190 pounds on my that. That's fucked. It is fucked. <laughs> medicine is constantly fucking over women. But yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And you're like, you, I know what you're thinking. Can't you take like two or three? Doesn't no, work. I wasn't thinking that actually. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't work on overweight women.
1: No, that's really, no, that's bad. It is bad. Um, but anyways, yeah, so. Sorry. No, what I was saying, like, I was saying, I'm not actually talking about plan B, I was thinking more of, when you said plan B, I was, I was thinking less of the, the over-the-counter oh, medication. Oh, you thinking like
0: plan B, like, do you have a plan B in,
1: Yeah, like I was, an actual plan? Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking more of like, you abortion, know, abortion yeah. yeah. And the reason why that was on the forefront of my brain, because. Yesterday or this morning, whatever. Some sometime in the distant past, um, I was I saw a Tumblr post with a link to an, uh, an article from a few weeks ago about the, this ongoing case in Nebraska against um, a girl and her mother who essentially, um, you know, perf- had like you know
0: performed an at home abortion.
1: Yeah, and not to say like they literally, not to say like you know for lack of a better term with the stick a hanger up there some people will some people like to refer I mean, it some to some people ref- yeah and some so, people
0: still have to resort to and that. some
1: yeah some people have she
0: help. used pills
1: right yeah so like they her mother ordered um pills online that would induce a, a miscarriage and they essentially like the mother is now they're both being charged but i think the mother is receiving more of the the, the process the prosecution
0: i think because the girl was a minor right? the
1: minor yeah and like they essentially induced a miscarriage and then they had to uh bury the fetus which they did illegally so
0: yeah i mean
1: i think if you're i think you know if your state wasn't as shitty to out to ban abortion
0: that's yeah you know like look a lot of people are because are, I, I also know this story a lot of people are like well you don't bury a baby like you know what i mean and i'm like well when you're desperate enough Mm -hmm. you will do anything yeah (laughs) like women used to travel back in the 60s and 70s before the days of (laughs) Roe, used to travel like hundreds of miles to meet a stranger that they heard about through word of mouth
1: yeah
0: that would like knock you out with illegally procured drugs on like a kitchen table and you'd wake up, hopefully you'd wake up. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, people are going to do desperate things. Um, I was
1: thinking of, have you ever seen the Cider House Rules? Yes. That's I'm thinking of that as well, which I think was a bit more humane. But sadly, you know, like you said, you, you, you travel hundreds of miles to someone you don't know. And hopefully you're not pregnant anymore. Yeah, and
0: hopefully you wake up. Yeah. But that's how desperate women were, that they knew they weren't potentially not going to wake up. And
1: still went through with it yeah
0: so keep abortion legal thank you
1: yeah and all of that to say um Lorelai should be on the pill which I'm guessing
0: or at least an IUD girl come on
1: (laughs) I don't know I think who knows do you think that I I think it was it was it was a weak thread to pull out anyway because she has a pregnancy scare and then not a pregnancy scare at all in one episode okay but
0: to be fair I think it serves a bigger purpose in the show yeah and in the context of this episode so, on the one hand, you have Luke desperately trying to get this house to, like, grow his family, okay. which is implied. Yeah. And then Lorelai having this scare and not wanting to tell him mm-hmm. and also making a joke with Rory that he would have bailed. Yeah. So, to me, it shows the bigger issues in their relationship. Oh, True before the breakdown in season six. Yeah. So we all know what happens in season six. Mm-hmm. And then you're always like, but how? They were so great together. And I'm like, these are little things. Yeah, no, 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 I mean, this is not a little thing, obviously. But these are things that, like, we look back on. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, no, they were definitely
1: planting the seeds throughout season
0: five. 100%. Yeah. Even though it was supposed to be, like, their honeymoon phase where everything's great. It wasn't. I'm like... Congratulations on the great sex, (laughs) but you're trying to buy a house behind your back and not tell her because you supposedly want to grow your family, and you are potentially pregnant but don't want to tell him because you know he's going to bail. You know he wouldn't bail, but you know he's going to bail. Like, is that a sound relationship? No. So you clearly both have things you need to work on, you know? Also, I want to talk about the ridiculousness of this pregnancy scare. (laughs) So she had unprotected sex. Yes. And then two days later,
1: <laughs> was craving an apple. That's because you're for- like you said, they're forcing so much into one episode, right?
0: Yeah. So then, like, be more explicit. Tell me it's a week later or yeah.
1: something. You know. And I want—I really want to talk about we. I want—I want to know what your opinion is on what fruit is a metaphor for in this episode. Oh
0: God, I don't know
1: because. At the beginning, remember at the beginning in the in the cold open, they're eating fondue. Yeah, and you're not
0: eating any of the fruit, Emily says.
1: Yeah, and they're like, ew, fruit!" And then all of a sudden, Lorelai is craving an apple. Yeah. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have time uh, to concoct some kind of English major, uh, <laughs> read too much into this type of media
0: studies. Yeah,
1: but to me, I think like the fruit is almost like it represents kind of everything that Lorelai is not. And it's like almost to imply that like she does, like almost to imply that she doesn't like being pregnant. Maybe. Yeah.
0: I thought it was much simpler and like be fruitful.
1: Okay. Well, there's (laughs) there's something there. This English major is very tired and just got a diploma. So don't make him think.
0: No, but it could be, (laughs) it could also just be like they, they did. Emily's talking about fruit in the beginning and they want to remind us—not that they have to—but they want to remind us that the Gilmer Girls don't eat fruit, so that when she does eat fruit, yeah, we're we're just as shocked as she is, and we're like, "Oh my god, Something, a Java
1: junkie baby!" Something's wrong. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So it could it could also just be not that deep, as yeah, we, as we're fond of saying on yeah, this podcast.
1: Yeah, but see, I love how we we always say it's not that deep, but we both. But then we it.
0: spend forty minutes <laughs> deepening it. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about a metaphor. Yeah. I don't I don't know either. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, also, there's a really awkward moment where Lorelai is asking Rory about what kind of contraception she uses. Yeah. What kind of birth control she uses. Um, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Do you think...
1: I thought you were going to ask me if I was on the pill. I'm like, no.
0: Girl, no. <laughs> uh,
1: I am not. Where
0: would... <laughs> What would that even do? <laughs> it's just sugar
1: pills in your case. It reminds me of the episode of Friends where um, Chandler and Joey are, are using Monica's ovulation sticks to oh, see if yeah. they're ovulating. And they're like, she's like, guys, stop it. Those sticks are expensive. Or how about the episode of New Girl
0: where Schmidt swallows all of Jess's birth control pills? Ah, uh, yes. And he's like, I'm so aware of my nipples right now. hey <laughs>
1: okay. You were going to ask me something.
0: (laughs) I was going to ask you. So Lorelai starts the conversation with Rory by saying, like, hey, what kind of birth control are you on? You know, you can't leave it up to the guy. Are you on the pill? Like, you know, and Rory's kind of evading the question, as would I, because she's in public. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. Um, So Rory asks her, like, what's going on? You know, like, because the questioning is kind of coming out of the blue. And she's like, I might be pregnant. So do you think she, like, should have told her that?
1: No, I think at that, I think at that point, Lorelai is like, I think she's psyching herself out almost. And I'm not going to say she, she knows she's not pregnant, but it's almost like she's so freaked out that if she was, be, if she had a moment to be rational about it, she would be like, okay, no, wait, let me, let me find out for myself before I st- start having a meltdown in front of everybody so
0: like she clearly already had a meltdown she stopped a doctor in the thing she's like can you put me in a machine yeah like no bitch we can't put you in a machine
1: yeah so i think
0: i guess my question is when you have a pregnancy scare again not you (laughs) when you have a pregnant when any person has a pregnancy scare do you tell the child you already have
1: i mean no it's just an extension of how inappropriate relationship. I was gonna is.
0: say, she needs more friends yeah. because she obviously doesn't want to tell Suki because Suki's in labor. Like, I she's got other things on yeah. her mind. Like, you need more friends, yeah, to talk to about this or a therapist.
1: <laughs> you know, I was thinking, like, go talk to Michelle, that'll go over so well, yeah, right?
0: But I'm just, it's just, yeah, like, like you said, it's just like an extension of this thing that we've always said that their relationship is sometimes inappropriate, sometimes, like. There's close and then there's inappropriate. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think it's a great thing to be like, oh, well, I had unprotected sex with your stepdad and we might be pregnant. Yeah. Like TMI, number <laughs> one. And also wait. Yeah. Like, because that's the thing. That kind of thing, whether it's two days later, or a week later or whatever, that's the thing you worry about with your friends. Yeah being like oh fuck I have to wait I'm late like this and that it's not the type of thing that you worry your child with
1: yeah it's true you know yeah I think. even if
0: she's 20 <laughs> I don't care <laughs> boundaries yeah boundaries. like boundaries that's... I think that's a problem that I have as the seasons go on yeah is that <laughs> the boundaries get pushed further and further like the line is yeah. over there
1: <laughs> the face you just made reminds me of the meme of Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that?
0: Yeah. Boundaries.
1: (laughs) Episode title, Boundaries! Exclamation mark. I'm writing it down.
0: (laughs) No, but seriously, I just, I think that's not the type of thing that you worry worry about with your child. No. Like, and if you don't have friends, suck it up, Buttercup, deal with it on your
1: own. Or like, you could, I think she could have easily spoken with Suki about that, even... Just in passing or like...
0: Listen to me very carefully. If I was in labor and it hurt, <laughs> as it does, tell me all your gossip. Yeah. I want to take my mind off the fact that I'm pushing a watermelon out of my nostril. Well,
1: considering it's like she craves the apple in the hospital and then Suki has the baby, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, she has a lot in her mind, but like Suki's always been there for you. And like you just said, like she's willing to... She's. I'm sure she's looking for a distraction at this, at this point in her family life right? so um, give me all the tea <laughs> I want
0: all the fucking gossip I want nurses to tell me gossip yeah like I used to work in a maternity war <laughs> tell me everything anyways whatever um, yeah I just thought it was very weird that she would bring that up to Rory it's yeah. one thing to be like girl you better be on birth control it's another thing to be like you better be on birth control because I had unprotected sex <laughs> and I might be pregnant with little baby Gilmore your sibling <laughs> Like,
1: come on. Yeah.
0: You know. Mm-mm. And I and I and I was also very upset when, you know, she calls her back the next day and she's like, "It was a false alarm. Why? Just because you ate a hoagie?" <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that's why it's a false alarm. I'd yeah. still take a test if I were you.
1: Yeah, I think it's very it's it's not a good representation of what people should do in a pregnancy in a pregnancy it's care. also,
0: I don't think a good representation of. Maybe it is, because she is acting irrationally. So I think yeah, I think if you think about it hard enough, like if you had unprotected sex and you think about it hard enough, even like three days later, you can convince yourself that there's a fetus growing inside of you. Yeah. So maybe in that sense, yeah, okay, she's acting irrationally. But I don't think it's a good representation of um, time. No. <laughs> like, you know? Like, okay, I craved an apple one day and I ate a hoagie the next. Not pregnant, bitches! Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any sense.
1: I no, know. I think I think you, what you said was right about um, it representing just more weaknesses in her relationship with Luke. I think yeah. maybe that wasn't the writer's intention going into it, but... Um, I think it was. Yeah? Okay. I think it's
0: too good to be a coincidence. Yeah. Like, Luke is answering the phone in the diner. It's Taylor, and he doesn't want to talk. He's being super secretive.
1: Mm-hmm. And, like, that's True.
0: foreshadowing to him being super secretive in season six. There's something about Luke... That he doesn't, I don't know if he doesn't trust Lorelai or he doesn't trust her reactions maybe. I think he's like a catastrophizer. I think he thinks in his head if I tell her something, like like if I tell her about April, if I tell her about this house, mm-hmm. like her reaction is going to be crazy. Because he knows she's dramatic, right? Yeah. So I think in his head he doesn't want he wants to do and like do his thing first mm-hmm. and deal with it later kind of thing yeah like he doesn't want to have like he doesn't want to talk it out with her
1: well i can cut like not to get ahead of ourselves but i can kind of see where he's coming from with that in terms of um like when especially if you're dating someone who has big emotions or like you know, I'm thinking of like kind of with me and my mother, or even you and your mother. I'm sure where it's like I'm gonna do this thing and tell my mother about it after the fact, so that it's you know.
0: Yeah, but me and my mother is different than like my partner in life.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I'm i like, never gonna buy a house like no. without telling anyone. And I'm like if you don't have that, if you don't have that much trust in your partner's big emotions, then... but it's
0: also like for me it's kind of a slap in the face because even on Lorelai's part, by the way, mm. not telling him. If I thought I was pregnant, I would tell my partner. Yeah. You know? Um, It's just both of them, there's something about them that doesn't... Either they're scared of the other person's reaction, or they think they have to do it alone, Mm -hmm. or they don't trust the other person fully, or they think because they know each other so well, they're anticipating reactions already. Yeah. When really there's no way of knowing, you know what I mean? So and like you know, things might have been f- like it might have been fine to keep something when you were friends from each other when you were friends,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but that's not this, you know. No. So I don't know. I get mad.
1: <laughs> no, I think it, and I think a lot of it remains to be seen in terms of what they were like, where they wanted to go with this thread of the like, because they, they they pull it a lot in term in season five of. Like, let's throw this at Luke and Lorelai and see what happens. And yet people are still like, but they're made for each other. It's like
0: So I think two things can be true. I think they can be made for each other.
1: And also be shitty. And also,
0: like, (laughs) not be shitty. Relax. (laughs) No, but I think, like, have really bad timing and make really poor decisions. Okay. So I think maybe they weren't ready to be in a relationship in season five or six when they broke up. And sometimes you need to fuck up to mm-hmm. say, like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I would have done things differently, you know, like hindsight. hmm You know.
1: And I think it's really telling of the proposal when it happens, so. But we'll put a pin in that.
0: We'll put a pin in that for next time. Um, let's talk about Rory. Okay. Poor, beautiful, pale Rory.
1: Yeah. So, where should we start? <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's start with... Rory so she's in her opinion doing really well at the newspaper.
1: Yeah. And I have to say like based on what we know about Rory as a character and as a person and as someone with a crazy work ethic and I like there, and I'm sure a lot of people see themselves in Rory in this sense of like goody two-shoes people pleaser um, especially like you know no offense but like a lot of like white women and white girls who grew up watching it. Like, it's a very niche, white-centric thing to happen to women in this case. Not to say it doesn't happen to all, women of all uh, <laughs> backgrounds, but um, it's it's definitely something that I think a lot of white people can relate to.
0: So you're, you're <laughs> talking about, like, the, the criticism she gets? Or... Not only
1: that. So I think... I think like seeing her let just, just like go above and beyond and like not even like having to try like she's not even trying that hard like she's putting in the effort she's being herself like she knows everyone's name like she knows what they want like okay like it's, it's a yeah. very it's a very like easy repartee that she's developed at this newspaper yeah Um. and you know not to say that that like 100% like you're 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 gonna be a great journalist like okay like you're starting off like she's succeeding as an intern we can say that yeah. I, think it's a, I think it's, the the performance review itself, like, I think it was important for her to get criticism like that, like, important for her to have some constructive criticism, because you know, her whole life she's been told she's so great, like, oh, look at our Rory, Rory's great, blah, 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 like, that definitely, you can't tell, like, even someone like her, You Like, that has to go to your head. Like, no matter who you are, that has to go to your head. So... 100%. I think it needed to happen. Is Mitchum Huntsberger still a dick? Yes. And I think for different reasons, and every single time... And I think the older I get, like, the more different I see it. And I think it's much more telling to watch his criticism of her with older eyes. Like... Yeah. You know, when I was 18, 19, watching this, or maybe when... When you were younger, like a younger teenager watching this Oh yeah, child. I remember
0: thinking he was the devil. I was like, how dare you speak to her like about? She's amazing. Yeah. And now I look at it, I'm 31, I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah, so I think...
0: But that being said, if somebody would have, like... If my boss calls me into her office tomorrow and is like, I think we should talk about, like, how you're fitting in here. You know, like, I've been on the job now six weeks.
1: Oh, wow, already. <laughs> I know,
0: fucking flies. Um... If she would to, like come up to me and been like, you know, I noticed in the staff meeting you weren't talking as much, and uh, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to cut it as like this academic librarian, I would have killed myself. <laughs> no, that's dramatic, but I mean, like,
1: yeah, so no, I like. I definitely would have been in bed for a week, especially in this case. I think what you said earlier also applies. Like, two things can be true. Yeah. Like, Rory can be can be excelling at what she's doing at the newspaper office as an intern she's can be good at that she can she's proving herself that she also have some weak points that mitchum points out yes like you know he encourages everyone to speak up like that's your kind of if you yeah, know that, that's you know that's your moment to say something okay and she missed it does that mean she's she gonna make it as a reporter no so
0: i think that's super a naive take for mitchum to have yeah and like such a male take as well
1: yeah, that's the thing too. When I say like, right. when I say it, his his criticism reads different or reads more interestingly through older eyes, yeah. I mean like you see it more as like you're a white man, a rich white, powerful man criticizing a young a young woman yeah. who's just starting out. Like that's an important dynamics taken to take into, into yeah. account here. Not and for sure. okay, maybe that's reading too much into it, but I think what I found this time of watching was. Like, okay, that's your opinion. Like, oh, you don't got it. And I hate his face. Was like, you don't got it. Yeah, like, fuck I, like, you. Why
0: is it so pursed? Right? And
1: then the line about how she makes someone a fine assistant. Like, that to me, I don't know. This That's misogynistic. For sure. And that to me also, like like, based on what we know what happens later on between the two of them. That to me is almost like, wow, she's so good here. Like, she'd make a great assistant. Like, why bother making her journalism dreams come true when she can just be a great assistant in one of my offices? Like, don't like, as, as someone who's worked around, you know, rich old white men in business, like the last store that I worked at was, was owned by a big old rich white man who exploited, exploited immigrants, another story, but, I know what I like I know how they think like it's like oh well I'm gonna tell them this because that's gonna get what I want from them so I can't help but think like oh you make someone a fine assistant translation uh you're great as just the office uh, lackey lackey I was gonna say camel <laughs> but you know what I mean like office camel. <laughs> like office mule almost you know yeah. so Let's keep, very
0: different than a camel. Le, yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's keep her, you know, let's keep her as that yeah. because she's doing such a great job and we can exploit her. But way. see,
0: the thing that I always like now that I have a hard time with is like when people hire interns mm-hmm. in general, um you're not hiring them to do like important shit, right? No. You're usually hiring them to do stuff like file organization and fetch people coffee and like make sure everyone gets to the meeting on like you're not you're usually hiring them for menial tasks that nobody else wants to do so
1: the fact that like Rory is such a people pleaser and goes above and beyond every task she's given that to me signals Mitch I'm like oh she's really good at this like why bother making letting her journalism dreams come true let's just keep her as an assistant because she's great at that and she's a girl
0: yeah
1: like that's how it reads to me this time but
0: I mean I I also just find it very hard to believe that in the short time that she was there Mm -hmm. doing intern-specific things. Like, it's not like you asked her to write a paper, like, a paper. It's not like you asked her to cover a story and she gave it to you for feedback and you're like, oh, I don't think you, like...
1: Or, like, fly out to Uganda with a camera crew. Exactly. You know, like, you're not
0: asking her to do newspaper-specific things at this point.
1: Yeah.
0: Interns are usually used for menial labor. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. Yeah. Unpaid menial labor. And so... The fact that he can, like, has the gall to say, I don't think you've got it, mm-hmm. based on her performance as an intern. Yeah. And not even, like, having read anything she's written or... By the way, as an intern, I would also feel uncomfortable speaking up in a staff meeting Absolutely. with executives that have been there for 15, 10, 15 years. Translation, you know what I mean?
1: old white men yeah sorry like
0: you know by the way there was only one woman in that room other than rory yeah lucille who was wearing a terrible outfit (sighs) i don't know what that was but i'm saying like the rest of them were older men who'd clearly been there for a while you know like okay with the exception of the guy harry who was like eager but you know i would feel intimidated too Mm -hmm. even though i know i'm good at my job yeah you know
1: which is why that's what i mean like I think he, the same way we discussed, did he have an ulterior motive giving her this internship? Did he have an ulterior motive giving her this criticism?
0: So my my assertion still stands. I don't think he did it like to break them up or to drive a wedge. Even this criticism. I genuinely think he's just a rich old white guy who is like, she's really good at being an assistant. She's a doll. Like
1: that's, a, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Like this whole thing about him being a criminal mastermind.
1: No, oh, that's Logan's.
0: <laughs> like no, yeah. Because I was even I even watched a clip of um, Scott Patterson's podcast. You know they post clips, yeah. on Instagram, and they were talking about. So they're at the episode, um, like a couple of episodes before this, where Rory has dinner at the Huntsburger House, mm-hmm. and they're talking about is. Mitchum, like complicit in the dinner. So they said something like, when Logan tells him, you know exactly what happened, and he's like playing dumb, they're like, he's absolutely a villain, he knows, he knows. And I'm like, guys, I don't think, you're giving him too much credit. I don't think rich white men like that give a fuck. Yeah, They're just like, no. I'm curious (laughs) to hear what they're gonna say about the next couple of episodes and even this episode. But they seem to be of the opinion, and a lot of people seem to be of the opinion, that he did this all on purpose, mm-hmm. like to build her up just to crash her down again, and like just no. to get at his son. And I think you're giving him way too much credit. No,
1: so I don't. Is he an ass? Yeah.
0: probably. Like all rich white men. Yeah, but I don't think you know for the purposes of destroying his son's life.
1: No, so when I said out to your motive, I wasn't. Necessarily... No, I know what you're. You yeah, were I wasn't saying. necessarily referring to him wanting to break up Logan and Rory no, or whatever it was. I know what you were saying. It's yeah. just
0: I brought it up because I found it really interesting that that theory still resonates with so many people Yeah, that like he was the mastermind behind all of this. I'm like, no, he's just a dick.
1: And sadly, Scott Patterson's podcast is going to take the position of whatever the most fans believe in. I think so too. Anyway,
0: because he is doing it with fans.
1: Yeah. You know, um, the end of the day. Anyway, all of, take a, take all of what we said about Mitchum, put that aside. So that is, can be true. At the same time as did Rory need to receive this kind of this kind of constructive criticism for herself as a people as a goodie two goodie two shoes people pleaser? Yeah. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So that's what I mean when I say two things can be true. Yeah. And I think
0: I think it's good for as much as it hurts.
1: But it's telling when she's like, I've always done what people what is asked of me. And, like, yeah. That's telling. Like watching that as an adult, like watching that as a twenty five year old versus watching that as an eighteen year old. Like or an eleven-year-old, eleven-year-old, <laughs> to me, like that's very telling, and yeah. I think she has a lot. Like she has a lot of growing up to do, for sure. And guys,
0: she's just twenty.
1: Exactly. So it's this, her
0: first, technically, like outside job, even if it's not a job. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe this is
1: why I was so aggravated watching this point of the show for so long, um, because I think again keeping in mind two things can be true stop saying that subtitle (laughs) um i think rory like she needed to make the decision that she makes in at the end of this season in one episode's time i think that is its own its own issue but at the same time part of me just also is just aggravated and just frustrated over the fact that like you, you let one piece of criticism
0: derail your entire life.
1: Yeah. And like, yeah, the fact, and then also the fact that like you're so much of so much of your identity is wrapped up in your schooling and your, your, your ambition and your dreams. Like, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And I'm sure. And it's a lot, it's a, it's a reality for, for a lot of us, but that's a problem. Like you're, you know, like Your your whole identity shouldn't revolve around that, especially if it's so fragile that it it can be knocked over like Jenga by this rich old white man. Yeah, but
0: I don't think that's unrealistic for a twenty year old.
1: That's the thing too. That's why, like, I'm so torn. That's why, like, (laughs) season six, like end of season five, beginning of season six, she's giving such a headache. Yeah, because when you stop and think about it, it's just you see both sides all the time, all the time. It's like well no, I can see what she means, but also I'm on I can see where Laura's coming from and I'm like just Nye.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> I'm with you. I think she probably <sighs> Not everyone is gonna like you all the time. Not everyone's gonna think you're the bee's knees at work no matter how hard you work.
1: And for someone like Rory, whose entire identity again has been wrapped up in that. Yeah. You're going to need to do some soul searching in order, un- in order to. But I think all young that. people
0: have a reckoning, like with themselves about that. Absolutely. Like I don't think all young people. I don't think, no matter, no matter how much some people may say, like I don't give a fuck what people think about me. No, not at that age, not in this economy, baby. <laughs> like I just don't think it's 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 realistic to think that you wouldn't take criticism like that to heart. No. And I think. The, the fact that Rory's reaction is so extreme is because she's been living in a bubble for so long. Um, so, like, if I had received that criticism, would I have stolen a yacht? No. <laughs> but would I have stayed in bed for a really long time and not wanted to see anyone? Yes. Yes, I think. I the... mean, one of them is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: I mean, I, I think part of the reason I get so frustrated and passionate about this this particular point in the show is because. I like I like, you know, it's just, it's the same, it's the same concept. It always comes back to is that like I see a lot of myself in Rory at this point in terms of I too was a people pleaser. I am yeah. I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, I was about
0: to say let's change that verb tense, <laughs> baby.
1: Okay, well, like you're you're not you're not too far off either, ma'am. But, no, I never um, said. <laughs> I never said. Um, I am a people pleaser, and you know, like I, you know, at this point in my twenties, I've learned like as you said you know it's not everyone's going to like you and you have to do like you do you have to do you do you boo um your catchphrase um i think it takes a lot i think it, it takes a lot for people pleasers at a certain age to go to come to terms with that like i think it's a pivotal part of our coming of age to realize that like oh you're not always gonna get the valid the, that sense of validation from a teacher who sees how try how hard you try, and like, oh, you're not like the other kids who goof off, and like, you know, I'm a perfect student, I'm a perfect this, I'm a perfect, and not to say I was, I was all of these, I was all of those things where I thought that way, but um, I think Rory, like you said, lived in a bubble, and people around her put her in that bubble and kept her in that bubble for so long that it had to pop, and that's another reason why she's there's
0: Mitchum with his little pin just, yeah,
1: <laughs> and I think that's another reason why the beginning of season six is so important and why you watch it when you, as you get older that's why i think it is more important that it's that, that that happened but it's frustrating to watch especially especially like when i was 18 19 20 watching it being the same age as rory having had the same people pleasing inclination as she does and it's like you let, oh, you let one piece of criticism not, like, knock from you up, down.
0: My my thing is, not only did you let one piece of criticism ruin your entire fucking life, mm. but you let one piece of criticism from, like, the top 1% who, you know, was born into generational wealth yeah. and had everything handed to him.
1: I should also let that derail
0: your life. You know what I mean? Somebody like in this day and age in 2023, like the Mitchum Huntsburgers of the world are so out of touch with life in general, life of an average 20 year old that. I don't know if if somebody like in Mitchum's position had said that to me at this point in my life in 2023, I would laugh in their face because I'm like, clearly you're just delusional at this point.
1: But let me ask you, like tell me. Twenty-year-olds in two thousand twenty-three would one hundred percent like, especially twenty-year-old. We- I don't
0: think twenty-year-olds in t- twenty twenty-three give a fuck. Oh,
1: that's what I was gonna say. I think the so, planet's
0: burning. They have no money. They can't afford a house. Everyone's trying to strip their fucking rights. They're gonna go, ha, fuck you, and walk out yeah, of the room. Yeah, so I was gonna
1: say 20, 20 year twenty-year-olds in 2023, especially twenty twenty-three, especially twenty-year-old women. Yeah, like they're gonna recognize they're like our oh, fucking wits end. R- like rich old white man in his glass castle is gonna tell me I'm I'm nothing. That's a different like. Culturally, we're in such a different place now. <laughs> yeah. My question is, do you think Rory was in that place in 2005 as, as a 20-year-old? No, no, no. no. Okay. But I think
0: it's because the times were different, even in 2005.
1: Yeah. So like, like Even
0: though it was only 18 years ago,
1: mm-hmm. I think the times were really, really different. Oh, God. People born in 2005 are turning 18 I know. Year. I was trying
0: to do the math <laughs> the other day. This is really funny. I was trying to do the math the other day of, if you're 18 in 2023, what year would you have been born in? <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm not i'm so embarrassed to say that it took me way too long to come up with the year 2005. i was like 2012 no what huh. i was in the shower
1: it took me,
0: it took me forever forever and then I, I told my mom this story and she was like eleni 2020 and i was like that's three years old she's like wait what i think she misheard me to be yeah. completely honest but I was like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> now I know why I'm so dumb. But I, but yeah, just to tell you, math not my strong suit. But I think to come back to it, I think culturally we're in a very, very different place. Yeah,
1: like you I said, think like planets burning, stripping of our rights. I don't
0: have time for your bullshit. Yeah. Like full time jobs are not a guarantee to like live right now. No. You know what I mean? Like let and, alone full
1: time full time jobs themselves are not a guarantee. Yeah.
0: And like, not not to like belittle. I don't know. It's just it, it. Not to say that there's no, whatever. I'm I'm just trying to say I think it's a very very different time. Yeah. And like I'm I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm I'm in awe of the newer generations that aren't afraid to like speak their minds and be outspoken and like. Mm-hmm. Like, I work with 20-year-olds and teenagers now who have, like, so many opinions and, like, aren't, aren't scared to be like, hey, actually, no. You know what mm. I mean? And I'm like, that never would have happened.
1: Especially with When the... I
0: was first starting in my field, mm-hmm. which was six years ago, that wouldn't have happened. And growing up, even in high school and in CSHIP,
1: like... Especially with their, like, sexual and gender identities as well.
0: Yeah, but, but just, like, their rights as well. Like... Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're, we don't give a fuck that we're leaving them a shitty planet. I don't know why I say we, I'm only 30. But like, you know what I mean? Like the older generations are like, ah, global warming, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever for you, Edna, because you're going to be in the ground. (laughs) But you know, like I worry about, I have a two-year-old niece and not even a one-year-old nephew. And like, what kind of life are they going to live?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, because, because you wanted to fly a private jet and go to fucking space, Elon Musk. Like, you know and I mean? honestly,
1: in my opinion, no offense to, like, you know, people still looking to start families, but in my opinion...
0: Mama no. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm
1: going to say. In my opinion, like, maybe think twice before having, like, before bringing another life into this world. Like, that's just my opinion, no offense yeah, I mean... if there's any people listening who are in... The- midst of but it's growing true. families it's, be-
0: it's becoming an issue for a lot of young people of like why would I want to bring another child into this world where it used to be when you left this world you left it a little bit of a better place and now it's like nah we're just tearing it to shreds but
1: I'd like to point out that the generation that said like leave the world a little better than you than you did when you got oh, here oh completely destroyed it yeah that's like um, they destroyed
0: the fucking planet that's a, bo-
1: that's a boomer concept
0: yeah they destroyed the fucking planet <laughs> yeah. and they're bitching at us for some reason Yes. How come? Mm. Okay, boomer. Anyways, but yeah. You know,
1: while we're on the topic of boomers, should I tell them about
0: No. <laughs> you should write about it in the newsletter.
1: In the newsletter? Cuz
0: I feel like Cuz if you start me
1: on the subject, I'm not going to shut. Up. You know what I'm going to say?
0: Yeah. Your review, my, my,
1: your article, my article, yes. yeah, not your review. Okay, your fine. I'll will get into should I, should that be the hot topic section of this? Yes, newsletter?
0: because I actually <laughs> also have opinions that I would add, like that I'll add, I'll add, I'll supplement your okay. thing. Okay,
1: well, I'll preface it by saying because anyone who's not subscribed to our newsletter should obviously subscribe so they can they you can idiots. they can read. Um, I wrote a list for Book Riot. Of eight overrated classics, literary classics, and eight books you should read instead. Um, let's just say it got a very, very um, negative. Yeah, I was gonna say reaction. Pa- I was gonna say a very passionate reaction, but it was negative. It
0: was pretty negative from some people, and you yeah. know who these people were?
1: Boomers. Yeah, and you know, I can, you know, I can tell they were boomers not just based on how their emails were written, but the fact they sent me emails like they they just tweet at you yeah they tracked down my website they found my email and they sent me a message meanwhile uh, you know twitter is
0: bless your heart yeah
1: twitter (laughs) is you know garbage these days but i did get a couple of tweets but i just i
0: i mean to be fair i just
1: locked my account at that point because it's happened several times now where i've gotten online harassment but i'm trying to find
0: the actual um tweet from brookwright that one that was published Mm -hmm. um and there were a lot of comments underneath their tweets announcing your article uh-huh. that were equally hilarious. yeah, and from
1: boomers and non-boomers alike. And my editor informed me one of my editors informed me that I'm trying to find it. Um, I made it actually, I made a headline on another, on another. Uh, site talking about Twitter controversies of the week oh good lord and it was about how no, I did as if
0: it's a controversy it was about how I
1: didn't like Lolita like it was basically the headline was basically like a, like writer catches shit for not liking Lolita and my response to that like you know in jest to my editor was Lolita's not good that and also like the world is burning the world is literally burning and you're writing headlines about me not liking Lolita anyway say it again what? say it again say what again? Lolita is not good? <laughs> what's, what's funny? You're so
0: white. Okay. How um, do you say Lolita? Lolita. Lolita. Okay, Anyways, well. whatever. It's a trash book with trash subject matter. Anyway. And um, why they made a film, I'll never know. Um, I,
1: didn't, I was today years old when, when I found out there was a film. Super pornographic. Okay, I know. I think I, I did know that. I
0: mean, you yeah. wouldn't expect anything less from Lolita. Um, I can't find it for some reason, but we'll find it later and talk about it. <laughs> and we'll put it in the newsletter, but it's very funny. Um, let's talk about Suki's storyline with Jackson, and you know what I'm talking about.
1: The vasectomy. The what? The vasectomy. Fuck me. There go your glasses.
0: There go my glasses. Um, the what?
1: The vasectomy.
0: Vasectomy. <laughs> okay, good job. Um
1: I was pronouncing it on like that on purpose. I know. Vasectomy.
0: I and I was telling you stop <laughs> by asking you to repronounce <laughs> it. Um okay. So the vasectomy storyline is gonna get heated in season seven. Yeah. But for now, Suki doesn't ask Jackson, she tells Jackson. That he's getting a vasectomy Mm -hmm. because she doesn't want any more kids, which is her right to not want any more kids. I was going to
1: say fair, considering he's like, he wants four and four.
0: And I think that also goes to show like you can go into a a relationship as a woman or as a birthing person and (laughs) expect what's like. She wanted three, we find out, right? Yeah. And she was like, two is nope. <laughs> like, it's enough. You know what I mean? For whatever reason. For the pain. For raising two kids. For not wanting to raise them in this hellhole. Whatever your reasons, they're your reasons, right? But don't you think she should have discussed it with him first? Yeah. Well. Like, she know. legit made the appointment for him. Yeah. It was like, you're going now with Reggie. <laughs> hey, Reggie. Like...
1: I don't know. I think part of like we. I think obviously it comes out that Jackson is a chicken. This chicken shit. So it's and it's also is he f-
0: chicken shit or did you spring it on the man and he needed? He probably would have done it if you had talked about it a little bit more.
1: Yeah, but I think a lot of t- like a lot of. By TV- the way, this
0: is not me excusing Jackson's behavior in season seven. No,
1: <laughs> but I think a lot of um a, a lot of TV shows that have tackled this type of storyline where it's like oh you're getting a vasectomy just we don't have any more kids and then I never got the vasectomy and that's why you're pregnant like it's happen- a stupid storyline no, way. no and it's happened on, I, it's happened on, on a number of other shows I think it has more to do with the men not wanting their manhood taken yes, away it's 100% so, that. like that's when you're like oh well, shouldn't she have told me about it I'm like you know no fuck off we we'll go get yourself snipped and we're done
0: like
1: so considering it's a much more uh you know,
0: yeah, for women, sterilization a pro- is a very invasive procedure. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say it's much more of a bigger procedure to get your tubes. It's tied. also
0: much more complicated. Um, it doesn't always work, and there's a risk of dying. Mm. <laughs> it's so fun to be a woman, Um but yeah. So my thing is, I think it for me it always comes back to like this is supposed to be a partnership, and tell your partner that you don't want any more kids. Yeah. It's my body. I don't want any more kids for whatever the reasons are. And I would appreciate it if you manned up, for lack of a better term, and did this very simple outpatient procedure where like you literally feel nothing. It's the anesthesia is the part that hurts, by the way. Um mm-hmm. so fuck you. <laughs> but um I think if she had just told it to him like that, he would have been like, yeah, okay.
1: I don't know. But it's like,
0: give me gimme give the child.
1: Go get your vasectomy. No, I kind of disagree. I think... You're allowed. I think Suki... You're wrong, but you're allowed. <laughs> I think okay. Suki knows Jackson well enough that he... Even no matter how she explained it, he would be like, but no. Yeah, like, that's it's, fair.
0: It's, it, it, might, it might hurt. And then I... Ugh. To be fair, I think your point is fair because we saw how he reacted with the whole four and four that she told Lorelai and he like fucking freaked out. Especially He's if, a drama bitch. Yeah. If,
1: <laughs> Not and, even a drama
0: queen, a drama bitch.
1: And if we're gonna go back to beginning of season four when Suki was parent the first time and he had the freaking pin, Saying, I don't want to no sex with my baby. And he's going to be in the... And... and
0: also, like, started hiding everything and came out with, like, a fucking butcher knife.
1: That's how Ricky Ricardo and Dick Van Dyke did it. And hell, if it was good enough for Rick and Dick, it's good enough for me. Like, that should tell you, that should, that should tell you everything about where he stands on gender roles. Yeah. So... He's
0: definitely the type of father that um, excuses himself when the pushing starts.
1: Exactly. I feel like. So... I, don't, I do not blame for Suki... I do not blame Suki for saying, give me the baby, go get yourself snipped. Bye!
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily blame her either, but I think in any partnership, again, like, there should be some kind of discussion. What is it with all the couples in Stars Hollow that I want to talk to each other?
1: <sighs> it's a very... It, it's a very clear um, theme. Yeah. Like,
0: do you know that... After you get a vasectomy, you have to ejaculate 15 to 20 times. <laughs> We're getting medical <laughs> up on this bitch. No, it's because I, I, honest to God, inshallah, we recently, I, I recently did a, a a, project on vasectomies and ejaculation. Of
1: course you did. Unfortunately.
0: in my other job I was the penis librarian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I learned that after you get a vasectomy, it takes 15 to 20 ejaculations, if you're counting it like that, or two months for it to actually be effective. Oh, interesting. So you have to... So, like, if you have sex right away, even if you got a vasectomy, like, if you have sex, let's say, three days later, there's still a very high chance that your partner can get pregnant Hmm. because it takes that many times to, like... I guess the non-technical term is clear clear the tubes, I guess, for, like, all the sperm to be... (laughs) You have to go back and do a test to make sure that you're actually sterile.
1: I laughed because when you said... (laughs) Ejaculation? Yeah, when you said ejaculation, I thought to myself, not a good enough reason to use the word penetrate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not a good enough reason to use the word penetrate. I love that movie. Um, Yeah, but yeah, I learned that. Also, the first time I ever learned about tying tubes... Okay. Okay, this is completely... Sterilization, let's call it, because it is medical sterilization. So I think vasectomies are much more talked about.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously. And I have seen it a couple of times, like storylines and like movies and TV shows of like, he was supposed to get a vasectomy, but he didn't want to get a whole well, fuck off. You know, like shut up. <laughs> um, the first time I actually heard about tube time was, unfortunately, during this show called Home Improvement.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say Gilmore Girls. Tire tubes, idiots. <laughs> no,
0: no. This is before Gilmore Girls. Yeah, so I um, used to watch Home Improvement when I would come home. It used to play on... YTV. Yeah, but it was also on like the Fox like reruns yeah. part of the afternoon, whatever. And um, they had three boys. And they were talking about more permanent forms of birth control. Okay. And Tim Allen's character was vehemently opposed to getting a vasectomy and is like we'll just tie your tubes. And his wife is like, well, she was giving him statistics and the statistic I most remember and this is back in like 2001 or 2, whatever. So probably we've come a long way since then. But the statistic was like 30% chance of like losing sensation like when you have sex altogether mm-hmm. and like something crazy like 50% chance of it failing and like And then you just have a fucking scar across your stuff, Like, it's hella invasive. Yeah. And it, like... And in the U.S., it's not covered under anything Mm. unless it's medically necessary. And
1: what if it... Actually, if you watched on Home Improvement, it would have been before the 2000s because that shows are in the 90s, so... But it
0: would have been, like, I would say early 2000s, though, because it was in the later seasons when the kids were grown up. But in any event, whatever, it was the first time I, 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 Mm. I had, a like, a vasectomy sterilization storyline and I remember thinking like what an asshole like even back then that I was young I remember him thinking like she's explaining it so well just go get a vasectomy (laughs) even though I wasn't quite clear on what the you know whatever it was so it would have been two thousand. It started in 91. It ended in 2000. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, even though I wasn't clear on the procedure itself, I was like, he's being
1: unreasonable.
0: <laughs> like, go get a fucking vasectomy.
1: Yeah.
0: It's literally you're in and out in 15 minutes. <laughs> like, go. Yeah. And then ejaculate a bunch of... Guys. Whatever. I don't know. Um, I want to talk about Luke in the sauna.
1: Before we move on to that, I have I'm to so ask. Sorry. I have to ask, just because you brought up home improvement, oh, cool. did you buy into the Jonathan Taylor Thomas craze? No,
0: I didn't. <laughs> I think I was too young. Yeah. Because the show started before I was born. Yeah. I was born in '92. Uh, do the math on that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so by the time I started watching it, even the reruns, I was still too young, I think. Mm-hmm. And I never found him that good looking anyway.
1: Yeah. When I, I so I was I was into home improvement reruns. Tim so, Allen's
0: a garbage human being, by the way. I was way. gonna
1: say for a while when I was when it was on YTV and I used to watch it all the time at my grandmother's house. And then one of my aunts actually bought me the first season on DVD because every time she would come over to my grandmother's house, I was always you watching, were just watching yeah, it. Yeah, I was always watching Home Improvement. But more more just because it was on, you know. Yeah. Um and yeah, I love I used to I honestly I would I would get a little excited when it was the older season, because I did find it more attractive when he was older, not when he was like a small child. Yeah. Um so yeah, probably like the older like like you said the later seasons when they're all more grown up. But you know, since Tim Allen's more questionable political statements as of late in the last few years, as well as um, Pamela Anderson's account of him flashing her,
0: is anyone surprised?
1: No, and yeah. I don't know. to me that kind of like they, they actually recently added home Improvement on Disney Plus in oh, Canada okay. in Canada and I was like, oh, I'm like that probably wouldn't age as well in my head as it did when I was a kid and I just watched yeah. it because it was on you know
0: for sure I mean I'm sure there's I, I'm positive there's plenty of things that didn't age well
1: and I also why I also like to like I used to like to watch it because my mom used to call my dad like the tool man Taylor just like that was a thing and then I like
0: also you know the most unrealistic part of that show was that his show was popular yeah tool time nobody's watching that a live my, studio audience is well watching that and being like, yes!
1: No. I hate to say it, my parents probably would have watched that shit.
0: <laughs> you guys are insane. You guys are a different brand of white. Um, by the way... Only,
1: only because my parents watched like Home Time and This Old House. Yeah. And my mother will still tell you this story to this day of how she placed a bat with my dad over over if like the the female uh, co-host on Home Time had changed. And I was like, no, that's the same girl. Oh, God, men. Yeah. And so my mom was... So oblivious. And my mom proved that they had changed women, and she will... She takes that to her grave.
0: Good. Uh, when I feel old? Yes. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is 42.
1: Yeah, cause he didn't age well either, unfortunately.
0: I mean... I don't know if I'm going to age well, so I'd rather not I mean, say but anything. But since,
1: since we're down this rabbit hole, I might, uh-huh, as, I might as well also say... Why not? Um, tell a f- me! A few weeks ago, I watched, again on Disney+, Plus, uh, Tom and Huck for the first um, time in ages. I used to watch that movie over and over again when I was a kid with my I dad. I don't
0: think I've seen that. Maybe I have. I don't know. Maybe you whatever. saw it as a
1: kid, but probably I ha- we. I still have the DVD. We I used to watch it with my dad all the time. And I think yeah. we. I think before I got the DVD, we rented it on video and we watched it a lot. And um, I get really relevant to what we're talking about, but we're down the rabbit hole. As I said, um, I realized that um, for the longest time, I always thought that River Phoenix mm. in Stand By Me mm-hmm. was my first sexual awakening. Mm. Turns out, well, turns out it was that. It was him as well as Brad Renfro as Huck in Tom and Huck as Huckleberry Finn.
0: Have we talked about mine?
1: Which one? Oh, well, L- Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was attracted to her <laughs> God, I just thought she was the shit.
1: <laughs> and funny, until I grew up and people talk about, like, oh, I love, like, I had a crush on this cartoon as a kid. I was like, I don't remember having any crushes on cartoons you're the
0: weirdo because <laughs> like maybe was prince, <laughs> maybe
1: maybe prince eric but not even that no. idiot
0: okay um ariel like you gave up the ocean for him like bitch <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: have you seen the sequel where her daughter wants to become a mermaid and go all back all disney
0: sea? sequels <laughs> are the worst not- lion king 2 terrible
1: there's was only one direct to, direct to video sequel that was actually worthwhile, which and was Cinderella Two: Dreams Come True. No,
0: absolutely not. I thought you were gonna say the Goofy movie because that one was really good. Yeah, I learned the choreography. Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> An uh, extremely
1: goofy movie. Yeah.
0: Well. Um. Okay, let's talk about the sauna. The sauna. The yes. steam room. Good Got thing remember. you
1: remembered because we went for we were way off. On I mean, tangent. that's what
0: I'm saying. There's so much shit that goes on in this episode. That's why my notes are John Um, Okay, so Luke finds out that there's a competing offer in the Twickham house. Yes. And Taylor tells him that the competing offer is coming from
1: Kirk. Well, he didn't say it in so many words. He said it on the phone. We didn't hear it. but We
0: didn't hear it, but we know it's... He had $250,000, a
1: quarter mm-hmm. of a million dollars
0: saved up. $246,000. Just shy.
1: Well, no, she was 47, and he says, might be 46, or no, it might be however might Whatever, because donuts. gets a donut.
0: Idiot. And. I want to ask you something.
1: <sighs> you think it's been 15,000 jobs? No, it
0: has Number one, it hasn't been 15,000 jobs. I believe it's been 11 years. I think 11 years, by the way, is a, I'm only thinking of the word in French, sur-estimation. It's underrepresented. And under it 50. should be more yeah. than 11 years. You're a grown-ass man. <laughs> like. Let's say he's 35, mm-hmm. which is generous in my opinion. Yeah. 11 years? You only started working when you were 26.
1: I mean, I don't think he's that old, is he? Okay, let's say
0: he's 32.
1: You'd have to cut him open and count the rings, remember?
0: <laughs> let's say he's 30. I don't know. Okay, whatever. 11 years of work. Number one, the math isn't mathing. <laughs> 11 years of work, however many jobs you've had. It's not like you stay at any long enough to get, like, benefits or anything. No. You're also always at the diner at all times of the night, so this is part-time work. Mm-hmm. 250 grand. Not in this economy, babe.
1: Not even Stars Hollow.
0: I've been working since I was 10. Okay. <laughs> I don't have $250,000.
1: <laughs> well, we shouldn't broadcast that because it's child labor. <laughs> Whatever. I was happy to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, the math isn't mathing. Yeah like there's some generational wealth there which makes sense to me because somebody named kirk is like you have to have like money to name your child kirk i
1: don't know if it's generational wealth honestly
0: generational stupidity (laughs) generational
1: inbreeding maybe who knows okay
0: well the math isn't mathing. i'm sorry it's not he invested well yeah It's not from working. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Like Like he invested
0: in Amazon early. Like, come on.
1: I would go more with investments or something rather than generational wealth. I don't see it. I think. The only reason I said that is I feel like he's too simple.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I guess. Beverly hillbillies. I don't know. But yeah, no, the math isn't mathing. I'm sorry. Um, So Luke asked to speak to the town elders. Which are these mystical, mythical people.
1: Who meet in a sauna. Who
0: meet in a fucking sauna to have a schvitz. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) What are they, the fucking Oracle of Delphi?
1: I've never understood the appeal of a sauna, honestly.
0: I've been to a dry sauna. Okay. Like, so there's no steam. Okay. It's just really, really hot, and it's meant to dry out your skin. So that you can then plunge in a polar pool. Never do that, by the way. Never. I had not. I had to. We went for my sister in law's birthday one year. This is the worst day of my life, by the way. (laughs) And I've had trauma, mama. (laughs) Um, We went to um, like this spa for my sister in law's birthday one year where they have like cold tubs, hot tubs, and saunas, access to the saunas. So it's like a Finnish spa, like Nordic spa, whatever. And so what you're supposed to do and what we did to get the experience and i'm like this will wake me up because we went at 9 30 p.m okay and i was working at 11:30 30 p.m shift yikes and i needed to be woken up so i was like right before i leave because i left before everyone to go to work i was like right before i leave i'm gonna plunge myself into this polar pool to like wake me up so then the people were like okay so if you want to do that go from the hot tub that we were in to the dry sauna where it's like it's terrible. Like you feel like your skin is gonna crack. It just like sucks all the moisture out of your body. Nothing. And then plunge into the cold pool and then you'll be good, they tell me. Um, absolutely not. <laughs> never again in my life, never again. They're like, it's so good for you. So good for your skin, for your body, for your mind. Rather die, rather fucking die. Absolutely not.
1: So what? You, you jumped into the pool and you want and...
0: Has- you literally, you cannot, you
1: jump and you're like, oh, and you like
0: pop out again and you're like, no, 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 no. No. <sighs> it was awful. But yeah. um So I've been to a, that kind of sauna.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. I don't... Um, no, the
0: steam icks me. Yeah. Because like humidity...
1: It always smells disgusting. You and I are on the same page in terms of why would I go to a room and make myself hot? Girl,
0: I'm hot going from my bed to the bathroom. Like I'm sweating.
1: I was gonna say I sweat walking across the driveway.
0: I have to pat myself dry when I get to my office.
1: Okay, me too. Yeah. So 100%. Like, like I have to
0: pull one of these, like under boob sweats. I've already the found small of my back.
1: Especially in the summer when I'm at work and I get like I'm at work for ten minutes and I'm like, oh my, I'm dripping.
0: Feeling a little warm. <laughs> <laughs> Much more than a little. One time I told you this. We were at IKEA with my mother. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so hot, whatever, no, no, no. And she reached over, and we had been there for a good hour. And she reached over to put her arm around me for for some reason. And she was like, ew, you're disgusting. (laughs) And I'm like, I told you, I sweat a lot, you know. I, I, I take medication that makes me sweat. Yeah. And I've been telling my mom that. And she's like, yeah, I know it sucks, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't know to what extent, like, the sweating was happening. Yeah. And the look of complete Ooh! <laughs> on her face was hilarious, to be honest with you. I was just like, yeah, makes it all worth it. But she's like, we've been in here in the air conditioning for an hour. How are you still sweating?
1: Ah, uh, bitch.
0: Yeah, it's not good. But anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go meet these oracles. I don't know. It's all very mafia.
1: Yeah. And I'm like... The, the guy who decides that Lucy at the house is like covered, his covered heads, in a towel. His head's covered in a towel, which is supposed to, to like be... To achieve
0: maximal f- fits? I don't know.
1: I guess to uh, make it seem more mysterious. Yeah. It's, it's also just like laughable. Like, of course, Star's Hollow is going to meet in But also, sauna. yeah,
0: ASP is very obsessed with mafia movies, I feel like. So... Yeah. The, the idea of having like the town elders. Like, what would you even call... What, what makes them the elders?
1: Probably like some kind of count, like knowing Taylor. If Taylor is part of it, he's probably some. It's probably some town council. Yeah,
0: it's probably like a city, like a mix between a city council and a probably like trustees. Yeah, property because, owners. Well, because
1: like once upon a time, like you know, 1800s, like elders were like the ones who founded the, the property or whatever, you know? So, yeah,
0: but it's 2005.
1: Yeah. So, but I'm thinking like, get a real government. <laughs> when they used the term town elders, it's like a, it's, um,
0: it's like a term from a bygone era. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, whatever. I still wouldn't take a business meeting in a song. No. Um, I especially wouldn't strip. No. Like Kirk did. <laughs>
1: And sadly, you know, not to uh <laughs> get too much into this, but as soon as whenever you Google Gamor's Kirk, the first thing Is that, that what comes yeah. up? I'm gonna
0: test it right now.
1: <laughs> or like not Kirk. that I
0: wanna see his body. And no, like- and
1: like a lot of people is like discussing how like weird the actor looks shirtless, and it's like, you know what? Bitch. That's not that's not body shame. Like
0: Well no, we're not gonna body shame number one, number two. I'm sure you don't look good shirtless, but anyways. Yeah, it's one of the top pictures. <laughs> it's not fun it's not fun by the way I'm not I'm saying that because I don't like sweat yeah not for any other reason than your body's your body good do you boo-boo yeah but um and I'm looking at like the steam and I'm like ugh, gross uh yeah there's probably mold growing in a corner oh yeah anyways yeah but this elder says Luke should get it because we've all watched him pine for Lorelai and he'll use it to fill up kids to fill it up with kids, fill up kids, <laughs> fill up them kids, <laughs> and then Kirk says something which I find hilarious. It's like, I can fill it up with kids, well, not biological kids. <laughs> I'm like, that's probably for the best. Yeah. Kirk. <laughs> Pass along your night terrors to unsuspecting children. Yeah. No. Um. So yeah, it's settled. Luke is gonna get the house.
1: Yeah.
0: But still not telling Lorelai, I guess.
1: It's very, yeah, it's very frustrating to watch just because... Communicate. So, like, why, like...
0: That's the thing that I'm trying to say. She
1: didn't like the house when it was a museum. Like, why do you think all of a sudden she's going to want it just because you bought it for her?
0: Because... So that's what I'm trying to say. It's, like, it's something that a normal couple would talk about. Maybe not the house itself, but moving in together like a future yeah let's talk come on use your words <laughs> yeah i just don't get it i don't get what the secrecy is i don't understand i don't get it
1: i i'm, I'm gonna go with what you said earlier about it just poking poking holes in there
0: i think uh, it's foreshadowing honest to god yeah. i think it's nothing else but
1: they're mean for each i mean
0: two things can be true at once yeah Mm -hmm. they could be made for each other but they could also be not made for each other at this time at this point in time is what I want to say at
1: this time especially since there's like a thousand um, fanfics dedicated to the alternate reality where Lorelai and Luke moved into the Twickham house and filled it with children
0: there's also fanfics about what would have happened if she actually got pregnant like if she was actually pregnant and then you know what I've recently discovered So, full disclaimer about me, I recently got back into fanfiction. Okay. Reading it, not writing it. Um,
1: Did did I know you used to write (laughs) fanfiction? I never published it. Okay. It was for me. Uh, What kind of fanfiction did you write? All kinds of fanfiction. Really? (laughs) Um,
0: But no, so I recently got back back into reading fanfiction because I was scrolling through Tumblr one day and like a snippet of a fanfic like came up and I was like, the writing is really beautiful in this. That's
1: why I love Tumblr.
0: Yeah, I know. So then I got back into fanfiction and whatever. Besides the point, there's also what I realize, what I know from reading Gilmore Girls Fanfiction back then is that, you know what else is a really big theme? What? Is, remember when Lorelai and Chris slept together right before Suki's wedding? Yes. Another really big theme is what if she had gotten pregnant then too, but he still left her for Sherry yeah. and Luke
1: raised the baby.
0: And I'm like, y'all. <laughs>
1: But I mean, if that was if it was well written as a fanfic, it could have been a good. I thing. don't remember. To be honest, <laughs> I
0: don't remember if it was well written. But we should do that. Drop your favorite fanfics in the comments.
1: <laughs> Sadly, my um, Shawn Mendes, Nick Jonas one was deleted. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Can I just say that nobody works harder than fanfiction writers? Yeah. Because.
1: Especially the smart writers. Girl, I was just about
0: to say. <laughs> like and nobody works faster either no like and the how do I put this no topic is off limits
1: exactly
0: (laughs) so I'm a hockey fan as you know oh lord so I think it was last week yeah last week a player retired from the Boston Bruins okay and another player and he was seen at a wedding for a colleague with another player and they like hugged and literally an hour later there was a fan fiction about it <laughs> i didn't read it i should yeah. i should go read it i think go bookmark <laughs> but,
1: but you know what i mean like yeah.
0: fan fiction writers are cray cray yeah i love it though we're,
1: we're, like anytime archive of our own the site goes down
0: oh my god a month ago it was down and it was fucking chaos on twitter <laughs> it was chaos yeah. People were like, what am I supposed to do with my life? I'm going <laughs> to die. I'm just going to die at this point. Because they were talking about it being closed for like a month. And people were like, no, I'm walking into the ocean for a month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fact that like that site is still so popular in 2023. I'm like, I'm thinking back to like 2010 and that era, you know, yeah. I'm sure, you know, not.
0: Apparently there's a 10 day wait list to get an invitation. What do you mean? Because you have to sign up for the site.
1: Okay. Well, you don't have to. You can read without yeah, signing up. Yeah, I was
0: going to say but, I Because I, I read without signing up. Yeah. But if you, if you want to, like, sign up to actually bookmark things and, like, be a part of it and, like, join discussions and mm-hmm. stuff, they work on an invitation basis. Invitation. Oh. They just make sure that you're not, like, a bot or whatever. So, and they have to, like, it's people, actual people vetting things. So, apparently, last I heard, there's a 10-day wait list. Hmm. Because they have like at any given time twenty thousand requests.
1: Wow, that's impressive. You go, writers. <laughs>
0: give me that writing. What did I want to Google now? Oh, the hockey fan. Yeah, fiction. Oh, I was gonna writing. ask not to give.
1: <laughs> not to give uh, Joanne any any airtime. But oh, you remember, remember the the era of like hardcore Harry Potter fan fiction? <laughs>
0: So I remember like, the era. That of... was my
1: first introduction to fan fiction. Oh, was it? And yeah.
0: what? Hold on, was it a weird one? No, it
1: like was a like a weird couple one. It was only well, it was like in high school, and like I didn't really. I was kind of oblivious to fan fiction for a long time until my friends were I like, we like, um, bitch, look this shit up." Yeah. Um. So I remember one of my friends introduced me to like Harry and Malfoy fan fiction yep you know but what the, the other big one but is the ones that i really liked and it kind of changed my mind on my opinions towards the series and you're gonna say i'm absolute trash for this but a lot of, but one of my friends started sending me fanfics of harry and hermione harmony which is their ship name yeah it is their ship name and everyone she even said like oh you're crazy like i like they're nice to read but i don't ship them and like but ev- a lot of people do but like ever since i read them like i cannot see it when i watch you haven't the-
0: read the books Yes, I have. I've read, oh, you have. Sorry, I I'm stopped... thinking of my other friend. Well, no. he's been saying he's been reading them for eight years. Well, no, it's actually, here.
1: We did have we did have a kerfuffle about this once when we first met. About yes, it. you were like, are you telling me you haven't read Harry Potter? I'm like, I never finished Harry Potter. Fuck I off. read. I stopped from somewhere around f- book four, but I. Okay. But
0: which is when they started getting good. But whatever. Oh, um, I, I disagree. They got too heavy for Jeffrey. And that's what it is. <laughs> good in the sense that they got very adult an adult and like thematically very heavy and now i'm not reading anything by joanne no i know um it really sucks because those books were great for me growing up i used to read them with my dad and like i have great memories associated to them and they're really really well
1: written it's just the it's just like fuck joanne it's just their author is absolute trash 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 trash, trash. uh
0: what i want to say the other big harry potter um ship Mm -hmm. well there's two there's hermione with draco Okay. That people love doing. And the other one that makes me absolutely sick to my stomach is Hermione with Sirius Black. Oh. Jeffrey's Googling. <laughs> I can <could> see that. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one.
1: I can see that. That's like, that's less gross than I thought you were going for. I was, Why? It will be more gross if it was like Hermione and Crab or Doyle or something.
0: I Do- think they've made... Doyle? Like...
1: Goyle? Goyle. Goyle. Okay. I, think they've made... I was thinking of Doyle from Goodball Girls. <laughs>
0: I think they've made Hermione have sex with everyone. <laughs>
1: yeah. That poor girl.
0: That poor fictional character. <laughs> uh, should we wrap this up?
1: Yeah. And I honestly the only reason that I started to ship Harmony as they are was because I've never I've never been able to buy into Ron and Hermione. Just like no matter how many times I've tried to open my mind to it, I'm just like,
0: nah. Because it doesn't I find it doesn't translate well on the screen.
1: Okay, but it worked in the books? In the books,
0: it worked okay. better, I find. The best Harry Potter fan fiction that I ever read... I don't know why we're going off on this. But <laughs> the best Harry Potter <laughs> fan fiction that I ever, 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 ever read...
1: We're here now. <laughs>
0: ...was um, the entire series written from Ginny's point of
1: view. Oh, I've heard about that. Yes.
0: So fucking good.
1: You read all of it? Is I it like, don't remember what it's called. Is it like seven books worth? Or... Yeah, but
0: some parts are like doesn't go into as much detail or like the second book that is very Ginny-centric is more elaborate than let's say the third part or whatever. Oh, I'd, love to, I'd,
1: I'd love to read The Chamber of Secrets from her point of view. That's why. Yeah. So
0: like the author, I find, really captured her very well and like her pining for Harry. Do you
1: remember? Last point about this. Do you remember? <laughs> we um, should press that. <laughs> do you remember, um, like, I don't know if it was when The, the, the Deathly Halls was first published or I think it might have been between that point and when the last movie came out but there was like that online rumor of like how J.K. Rowling wanted to end the series by saying and then Harry woke up under the stairs
0: I don't know if that was a rumor I think that was a rumor
1: like for all we know about her at this point she could she could have started that rumor
0: probably she's a dick <laughs>
1: but don't you realize I used to be poor <laughs> I fucking love that TikTok absolutely
0: poor <laughs> Fuck off, you <laughs> stupid! I don't know. Don't get me started on Joanne. But yeah, so that was the best Harry Potter fanfic I ever read. I don't know what it's called. If you know what it's called, let me know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, as as she said, send us your favorite fanfic. Yeah,
0: send us your favorite fanfics from, from all from all genres. From Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Lately, Girls. I've been very into Outer Banks fanfiction. Of course you have. Of course I have. Um, but all kinds of things I've been into.
1: I've actually read a. Um... <laughs> A Gilmore Girls smut fanfic. Of course, between Jess and Dean.
0: Probably, there was a lot of sexual tension. Yeah, they got very close at one point.
1: <laughs> and at that particular, f- I'm sure that particular fic was um quite explicit.
0: Was it your first introduction to gay sex?
1: <laughs> I read this like just a few years ago. Oh, okay, never mind then. So no, it wasn't.
0: Um, I'm looking it up. Not them. I'm looking at Gilmore Girls.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, where can they follow us? Um, they can follow us on tweeters as we're still calling it. Um, at Gilmore podcast on Instagram and threads at Gilmore girls podcast. Um, you can email us Gilmore podcast at gmail.com. And we hope that you will consider subscribing to our email newsletter while you where you will get all of the tea that doesn't get spilled. Join the podcast, which is not saying much because you see how off track we get. Um, You can subscribe to our newsletter at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.substack.com. That's GilmoreGirlsPodcast.substack.com. And thank you for listening. We will see you next time.
0: Bye.